0: hello welcome to waiting for game a podcast presented by melee stats i'm your host gimme dat wheat and uh, we've got a big episode today second episode of 2023 we're coming at you with another banger we're going to be talking about the top 100 we're going to be talking about the biggest tournament of the year genesis before we do that let's uh go over to the people who are going to be here talking about it with us we have one of the most uh charming people in the scene we've got one of the Premier leftists in the scene. And of course, I'm talking about none other than my good friend Edwin
1: Budding. Edwin, what's going on? I'm doing well, man. I can't wait to jump into this incredible weekend we have coming up ahead. I think everyone on the show is going to be at Genesis, so we'll be seeing each other in person as well. I'm really happy that not only are we talking about Melee again for a second week in a row, but we brought Zamu on. Now, Zamu, I want to put your feet to the fire for a little bit, okay? I read, as I think a lot of people do, a Reddit comment the other day, and it was talking about your rank, and it was talking about your position. So I want to ask you directly, Zamu, were you ranked fairly? What do you think? I was amazed at how high I was ranked.
2: Like, I beat a single person ranked above me, and she was one spot above me.
0: But you beat her a lot. I beat her a
2: lot. I did beat her a lot. She beat me twice, and I believe that I won both of those tournaments over her. So it's like she beat me zero times. <laughs> uh,
0: what an introduction, by the way! Uh, immediately throwing you in. Yes, this is Zamu we have here, Mister Thirty Two himself. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about it because we talked about the rankings last time we were on, but the only the first twenty are released, and now we've got a whole week to let that sit. So we are we're coming up uh, as far as um, this episode is by the time it is coming out live i guess uh we have 20 more to go and maybe by the time you listen to this maybe it's all out but but let's talk about where we're up to right now so yeah we've got you as number 32 i think that entire section is is really insane to me and the thing that i love most about the uh 40 to 31 that got released recently is that it's like so easy to pinpoint that group of people uh to like slippy i know that you are not someone who starred on slippy you were ranked top 100 before the pandemic, but I feel like a lot of those people really put the work in. Uh, and sometimes like in the rankings you see like uh resurgences. Yeah. I think Lunar Dusk like really didn't play net play ever. He debuted in the top 50. Um, but that, that group right there, like your Mechs, your Bobby big balls, your salts and all that, you know, I think that they really like showed themselves throughout the uh, pandemic online and in person. Um, it's just really great to see them all so high, Edwin. what did What did you think about the list so far? Because I know that we talked about it last
1: week. Yeah, so forty. So actually, like thirty-one to fifty, I think is such a fascinating group. I think that's the group of players that we really saw, like. Have potential top hundred years robbed from them, right? Like what would have been their debut, right? I think it's it's kind of like when you when you go through the list and you see your your Zamus. You, well, I know Zamu was around before, but like you see your Zuppies, you see your Saul. <laughs> I feel like we said the Bobby, same yeah, exact. But you see thing. like Bobby Big Balls, the, the Swooper, all these all these other people, and I I just feel I wanted to bring up specifically the point that I think like for a lot of these players, it's it's sort of like a. a I wanted to bring up specifically the point that if if the previous years were kind of more typical ones, they'd be seen as like long comers of the scene. So this is sort of like their uh, late early debut. And I think there's something really cool about that. I also think that, I also think that the way that these players became prominent in terms of their results and assessing their resumes made for a really interesting dilemma I think for a lot of panelists in terms of how to order them. I think you know Zamu, you brought up the you you brought up something in a, in a bit of a self-deprecating way about struggling to upset players above you, but I think like f- for a lot of people in that range, it really felt like sort of you could never it was very difficult to find someone that was very consistent against their peers. And who was able to punch above their weight class, you know, a a lot and score really big upsets, right? So I think when it came to assessing all these resumes of all these players, it was sort of fascinating to see what lines were drawn, right? Like, how much can one or two really big wins get you in a year versus consistency against your peers or dominating a certain group of players, right? I think there's a lot of of interesting... uh, I won't name names, but I will say that there are players who whose my perception of where they would be seated at a major was not necessarily how their actual results were turned out. But like I'd be looking at someone who I envisioned in the early forties and suddenly I'm like, Oh wow, this person has four top 20 wins, I guess. <laughs> I guess, uh, well, how do I value that? How do I value those as accomplishments relative to how I think they will perform on average? Right. So I think, uh, I think there's just a lot of kind of interesting paths to being in that group. And it was, to see how the panel how, how the panel decided uh what breaking points they were for for each of these areas right
0: now zamu does this kind of feel like a parent teacher conference where we're just talking about you in front of you <laughs> a little bit i'm, uh, I'm like <laughs> well yeah yeah, about- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i yeah so we, we're not really giving you a lot of time to talk but here talk to us about um You know, I I know that the second that you go to the number 32 person in the world, you're not suddenly on a yacht uh, popping champagne. But but how does this feel to be kind of like finalized at this? Because I know that last year, were you like a C-tier gamer? What did you get? You got C-tier, right? C-tier. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like having number 32 next to your name rather than being called a C-tier gamer is probably a pretty big difference, right?
2: Yeah. I think it's really cool because in theory... Any tournament that's possible to happen in the world, I'd be seated to get top 32 at. And that's not actually true, but
0: <laughs> in theory, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, you love theory. <laughs> that's what you talk about when you talk about how you love theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I guess it just must feel great to put in the effort this entire time and, you know, ha- having a three year break from having an actual number next year, and it must feel great to actually get that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm glad that I kind of kept playing well and kept kind of keeping at that level. Um, And then I was actually, like, pretty consistent, um, which is new for me. I guess it's not that new anymore. Now it's kind of like, the past few years I've been pretty consistent, but it used to be the opposite. I used to be the most inconsistent player ever. I'd beat randomly really good people, but I'd lose to whoever. And now it's like I lost to Chango at Big House, but I don't I feel like that was kind of my worst loss of the year
0: by um by a bit. Yeah. What did you think about the other uh like did you have any other thoughts on other rankings in that area not even just that like top 10 but just anything that kind of stood out to you in the top 100 so far i was amazed that swift was so low because there's
2: like um swift is a player that, that i i just think is a better player than i am um but i and and i didn't really um look too hard into everyone's results like as you know i did not do a ballot um and part of it was no, you were I, asked. <laughs> yeah, i I started like I was. I was looking, and I was like, I can't do this. I don't understand. I I just don't understand like how people are supposed to be ranked. Um, and it's just like I feel like all a lot of the rankings, they all like make sense when you think about it. But the vibes I'm 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 so high in my eyes, because I was really not expecting to be above some of these players. Mostly mostly seeing Swift solo. Um But yeah, I don't really know. A lot of amazing players. There's just so many good melee players. It's tough.
0: Yeah, that's for sure definitely i know that we talked about um i i talked about how i I thought that 2022 felt like the beginning like a prelude to 2023 uh and i guess we'll see if that's actually going to be the case because i said that before uh i said it when panda still existed and special tour was still a thing so who knows but it it definitely felt like there were a lot of like missing threads and, and kind of stuff that we saw that didn't get fully realized. You mentioned Swift. Um, I think he's a great example of someone who like, I even said, I, I was doing my belt and I said, Swift, if, if Swift did this like across an entire year um, or if he did this at the end of the year, kind of like s did, uh, I think people would probably be a lot more uh, okay with putting Swift higher. But yeah, I mean, you have him, you've got uh, S-Fop as a good example of someone who didn't really attend a lot, um, Triff, like the the list of, of players who did not attend a ton is, is pretty long. Um, and I remember Edwin and I were talking about how like there's barely, there's like never really been a year before where the list of people who attended like one or two things was so huge because usually it's like, oh yeah, this person's amazing but they didn't attend anything or it's like, oh yeah, this person, they're great. And we know that because they're attending a lot. Uh, But we had so many edge cases where it's just like the top 100 is such a weird thing because Triff is probably not the 30th best player in the world in terms of skill, but how do you deal with that in terms of somebody who doesn't really have results? So yeah, it's, it's definitely been an interesting list, but it's one of those things where like when the top 100 comes out, I am shocked every single time how it's able to, like, make sense to me. (laughs) I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Uh, Adam, what do you think? What what have your your
1: thoughts on the list been so far? Yeah, I I think it's a little little funny, right? If we're talking about uh, inactive players or or players that seem to just barely qualify by activity, I think one of my, I don't know if I would say this is one of my favorite examples, but I think a very good example of a player that technically fits for ssbm rank criteria but you know may not fit within the spirit of what we consider active Is chewed at this is someone who what did he go to like genesis the trail invitational and camp box with my falco uh he went to um did not? i think he went to
0: smash con right like that do not i could have sworn he went to something else
1: pretty sure it was Samuel, like in- where, where else did you beat him Okay.
0: <laughs> genesis and trail invitational i like i'm pretty sure because i like it was pretty imperative to the decision to allow him to be ranked which i will say no other year would he be allowed to to be ranked um but hey it's we're we're, we're being nice out here um yeah no no true that definitely yeah he went to super smash con he beat no fluxes beat error lost to magi lost to bobby big balls it's it was not a uh very active year but two of our biggest tournaments a pretty decent invitational and trail invitational and a tournament that um for all i can tell did happen (laughs) although it is really hard to find the start gg uh more so than you would think it's like not on liquipedia it's not on smash data it's like really hard to find but it does exist so so yes he he got the uh the go-ahead but yeah i i do agree it didn't really feel like even even your gatsus and triffs and stuff like that it felt so much more like uh,
1: they were there uh, <laughs> yeah Chew kind of fit in the same category for me of like like, I, I think he technically qualified by the rules, but, like, given the nature of the tournaments he competed in, it did, to me, I'm not saying it was the wrong decision to include him. I just think, to me, it was against this, it, including him was kind of, like, including Duck. Like, like like for like, I, I think the nature of some of the he tournaments went, he went to. He went to more than Duck. No. Uh,
0: one more. <laughs> I will say, I abstained from him. Uh, and I think that uh, if you did, too, maybe we'd be having a different conversation right now. <laughs> maybe uh but yeah no what uh what else did we see it was yeah was there any anyone who's um i know you didn't do a ballot but was there anyone um else other than swift who you thought was maybe misrepresented by their number um
2: i think that the your vibes don't worry yeah, about getting rolled unresolved swift Pure and vibes. ginger swift and ginger are two mm-hmm. players that i think are, are better than the number that they received Um, but I, I think I'd also feel, it feels like the, you, as you were kind of saying, it feels like the top 100 is, is correct. Um, but those two players in particular, I'm like, wow, I just feel like they're, they're insanely good. Um, and like they're ranked well, but I feel like they're even better. But other than that, I feel like people have been ranked solidly there's so many just good players like and so many of the players have potential to be ranked so much higher like it's like ben we've seen have amazing periods of time he Um, beat Wizro. yeah wally he beat zane um and just like a bunch of other players as well uh and so i think i wonder if we'll see like a lot of movement um kind of in the 2023 rankings um but we totally might not but it feels possible
0: it's tough to say um now we we've talked about some players who we thought were a little maybe their their number didn't show their skill you want to do the opposite way do you want to be the asshole <laughs> do you want to say who you thought was overrated cuz if you don't you know no need to burn any bridges i've got a name in mind that i can drop if you need me to I don't think that
2: – so I didn't look too hard at, like, the lower end other than the fact that Shabo's 101 when he should be that, like, but a 100 spaces up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt like I was ranked a little high, um, but but I'm okay with that.
0: But I, I, don't, I don't have a name for you. Playing it easy. I'm going to – all right. I don't think I said this last week. And I'm gonna break a few hearts here. But I had a player who I looked at their resume. And I had an I had I had a number in my mind before I, I looked at their resume. And I put that number down after I looked at the resume. And I was like, well, surely everyone must also think that they're here. Um and this is a player who is, I would say Pretty well-liked, um, if not like universally beloved, someone who I've not really heard anyone say that they dislike. So I, I'm sorry to everyone. I do not see how Ralph was the 55th best player of the year. I think he's great. I think the Pikachu is so sick. I think that he, going into this year, is a pretty good counter for someone who could burst into the top 50. I looked at those results, and I was like, this is really good everyone around him was also kind of having the same results and i had to have the conversation with myself how much do i think i can put someone up for locals alone because his locals were amazing wins on s fat and keizu s2j uh and i was like i don't think i can bump up someone like 10 20 ranks for locals uh and yet here we are 50 55 edwin budding what do you what do you think about that do you want to take the other side
1: on this for all the ralph lovers out there uh No, because I had Ralph. I had Ralph in the '60s with you. (laughs) I'll mention another California player, uh, one who I really respect. I think he's very fun to watch. I think he's a great player. I think he's absolutely, you know, definitive top 100 player at the very least. But I will say, I did not. I had a very different ranking of Franz. I was surprised that Franz finished 45. I had Franz out of the top. I had friends out of the top fifty. Like, dude, we're picking,
0: 50 we're picking beloved
1: people. Yeah, it, are we mid tier haters? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think we're
0: haters. No, I love them. I like Leffen's Mewtwo. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mew- Oh God, <laughs> Mewtwo. <laughs> I don't know if we can call Mewtwo mid tier <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, let's. Not,
0: maybe that's a bit of bit too heated of a discussion for something like this um but yeah uh, well in, in terms of the list you know i it's the same thing that we talked about when soon say was like 31st um 30th on the summer rankings was that like i did not see it by the uh just by the pure like results but i believed it but based on skill so if you're going to overrank anyone you picked some great people to overrank right like i uh i had friends in my top 50 but 45, although it was just a few spots, did feel like a little bit of a jump to me. I still think he's like so insanely good and someone who I would not be surprised to see continue to make waves even though he plays a mid-tier. Um, And Ralph, same thing. I could I could see Ralph's Pikachu as it gets you know, a little more time on it. I could see that Pikachu-Fox combination being really, really good uh, and we've seen multiple Pikachus thrive in the meta, so I don't see why adding another one is is impossible so if there's anyone who's going to be in my opinion uh just a tad bit uh ranked a tad bit higher than where i had them i think that they we picked a couple good candidates um but speaking of higher ranks let's get to the to the big boys because we have uh at the time of this we've seen everything but the top 20 and that is kind of where you know the, the money makers are that's it's where the debates are. That's where this stuff happens. Um, so I know that me and Edwin did, we have, uh, we locked our votes in. We, we put them in into the calculator, made this list. But Zamu, um, I want to hear your your thoughts. So I think there's a couple different, like, really cool spots of contention. Um, and the the big one to me is Amsa versus Mango. But before we get there... Where do you, what do you think on, like, Slug, Axe, Lod? What do you think about that group? So, can they all be top ten? Are they all going to be top ten? That... Uh, y- y- if you want to kick Plup out, they can be top ten. Ah, so one of them
2: is not top ten, at least. Um, I don't know. All that, like level of player is so insanely good it's kind of like its own tier right i don't i guess is is maybe like like i I don't really know who else would be in contention for those spots like fiction but i did fiction continue having like a great year i don't know yeah you've got Um, like
0: fiction kador and Moki. like that's that uh yeah player um i think so like
2: Axe didn't have like a great start of the year. Mm-hmm. Axe did like Axe was ranked lower than Swift on the top yeah. 50, which was a crazy thing to see. Um and then Slug has beaten incredible players, as has Lod. Like Lod beat Zayn um at Smash Summit. Uh Lod beat Leffen at that same Smash Summit. Um those players all have, like, like really good top five wins, right? Um,
0: I can't give an order on them. <laughs> it's tough. It, I mean, it really just comes down to what what do you value, right? Um, and it feels like they all offer... It, it's the, the, the crazy thing is that it doesn't even feel like they offer their own arguments. It feels like all the arguments are intertwined. If you think that peaks are really important, you're going to probably think that... Slug is number one, um, and that argument also might help Lod, right? It, I mean, Axe obviously has has very good wins, um, but if you're just talking pure peaks, probably is not the the same type that uh, that Lod and Slug have. And if you want to talk consistency, Slug's been really good, but has got some losses to Chudad and Mac and you know uh, Swooper, I believe, right? Salt, like uh, he's he's got some losses there um so it might be lod right lod's worst loss is like axe or something so that could be a thing um and then axe really looks good if you are people who went to a lot because slug and lod both went to like six tournaments and axe just kept going and even though he had rough ones in the, in the beginning um the fact that he was able to put out so much and just go to a ton of stuff and do really consistent at the end of the year That was pretty important. So yeah, it's, it's really weird because there's just like multiple ways to view this, but there's not real one clear cut way that makes sense for everyone. It's all intertwined at the end of the day. I will say I gave a very slight edge to slug. Um, I, I think that if we're going to talk about uh, the, the year where people can win majors and, you know, probably if, if we see him in 2023, probably could continue to, to do well um he is someone who like i could see him uh winning legitimately something you know he he's got the paths there he beat left and he beat mango he beat Mook, beat zan uh he looked very good against H. hbox like there's very few people in the world who i would give as good uh so people there's very few major who i would get i uh, have as good odds as i would for slug um so that's what I I thought for number nine. Edwin, what did you who did you put for number nine?
1: Uh, I put Ax for number nine. Uh, mm-hmm. I put Ax for number nine because I thought the way he turned around. Uh, well, it's not even it's not even that he turned it around. He just started going to a lot of events and he started beating the brakes off anyone who wasn't top twenty five. It was it was quite remarkable because in addition to that, you know, we, we talked about the Zane win before, but he beat Jaymuk multiple times. He was making it pretty deep in bracket so with his uh, his level of attendance and just how consistent he was against everyone within his tier and outside of it uh i was i was tempted to well not tempted i i gave him the edge over Lod and slug who i think had slightly better peaks but i, I thought that axes um i just thought that his wealth of accomplishments throughout the year in terms of performances at tournaments and just consistency was pretty remarkable so, now uh,
0: what if what if fiction didn't uh jump off the stage at 28 <laughs> percent
1: maybe we have a different con- maybe we have a different conversation <laughs> we'll, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs>
0: uh yeah i I mean I, I legitimately think with these players there's no real yeah. wrong way to put them and uh, same could be said about number two and number three I think we're all we all in agreement right if if there's anyone here who believes that anyone but and Mango are number two and number three. Speak out now. Because from from now on, I'm just going to assume that they are in some order number two and number three. No Hbox stands out there, right? <laughs> no no true Cody believers. Uh, oh, anyone who thinks that Leffen, I would I'd be down for that. I wouldn't believe it, but I'd be down if you thought that Leffen was top three in the world. Okay. Uh no one spoke out. So yeah, let's let's talk about number two versus number three, because I feel like this is something that I mean, it really just kind of came down to something that changed, like every single, every single week. It felt like um, Zamu, that's your alarm. To uh, you buzzed in for the answer. <laughs> so, so I, I, it seems like you really want to talk about who you have number two versus number three for the year. Yeah. So maybe I'll give you an, give an
2: answer as well, but we'll see. But my thoughts is that like, so, mango had not a great first part of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it actually like in the full picture of the year ends up not looking as bad as I think it felt in the first half of the year. Um, and my kind of feeling was that probably if we look at the whole year, very much equally valued and we do not have any recency bias involved that, Mango would not be ranked 2 and Amsa would. However, it's kind of funny cuz Amsa if we look at recency bias then he's ranked 2. So kind of it's how it's how it feels. Amsa's, AMSA's head to heads the the boxes seem greener. <laughs> um it's always good. And yeah, and that's always good and they they both have won the, the same amount of majors is that is that correct?
0: Uh, I mean, hey, you're opening a can of worms there. They, they've they won a similar number of tournaments.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know
2: which ones were more stacked. I I feel like, I don't know, something. So I was pretty on board for, for Mango 2, AMSA 3, but then I was wondering, am I really, am I on board with this because, because Mango has been saying it and a lot of other people are just kind of saying it? Cause it wasn't it wasn't like I was looking at anything. All I'm seeing is just Twitter saying Mango's just second for the year. That's that. And yeah, and so so again, this is why I didn't do a ballot because I didn't feel like I could make
0: these decisions. You had the weight of the world on you. And I, I appreciate I like looking at what, like what feels to be the uh, the running idea and wondering if it's if we're only thinking that way because everyone's tweeting about it now Edwin I I know that you talk about your Twitter feed a lot but I'm sure you didn't let that affect your decision in terms of who's number two
1: what did you who did you put for you so I ended up going with Mango and I the the reason why is because I think like when when it comes to the very top level like that like a top five spot or, you know, battling for number two or three, uh, I think there's a bunch of different things that you can look at, right? So there's head-to-heads against the against the field. There's how well you do within, like, your, your group of players, like in the top echelon of play, for instance, your ability to make upsets ahead of you, your, you know, to a smaller degree, your placements at tournaments. But more impor- importantly than placements at tournaments, I think the prestige of tournaments that you win at the top level are, is, is really important. So what does prestige come from? It comes from, you know, the event's legacy, how stacked it is, uh, you know, your, the difficulty of your bracket path and everything. And I think I think if you want to go the head-to-head routes and pick Amsa, I think that's fair. I think it's even fair to kind of pick Amsa because he had a better, he had kind of a bit more balanced of a year where, you know, he started off looking very strong and then finished like great. Whereas Mango started off, obviously, on, on a bit of a low note and then skyrocketed in the in the second half of the year also. So I don't think it's unreasonable to pick AMSA, but I ultimately went with Mango because I thought he won more, just broadly speaking, um, I thought he won more of the big important events. So like with AMSA, you have Scuff World Tour, which is a really good, like a big event, but also something that kind of like thrown together in the context of like post main stage like a one-day invitational event over the weekend you have him winning apex and big house which are really big and then you have him winning the off season which is kind of a whole can of worms but let's it's pretend weird. like it's a, let's pretend like it's a regional featuring featuring jmook okay so he basically has three three victories that you can consider majors and one like pretty strong event with with mango you know you have you have four of the biggest and most prestigious events of the year right so you have summit or you have three of them and then you have Lost Tech, which is I think more bigger than the off season.
0: Hey, I commentated really?
1: it. That yeah. Must mean yeah, we something. have a major comment. It must mean major something. Right <laughs> yeah, so you have Lost Tech City as his least impressive win, but I still think it's more impressive than the off season. And then you have you have Summit when one of the most dominant performances like ever at a tournament, at one of the most stacked uh, stacked events ever. You have a SmashCon victory also, which I would consider a pretty prestigious event. Um, you know, in the course of the scene's history and then uh, he won what else am i forgetting? summit lost tech main stage main stage and then he won main stage which is basically like if with, the only reason it's not considered on the level of all the other events is because zane wasn't there and we've seen we've seen super majors won without zane in the bracket path before right so i think um i just think his prestige and overall like wealth of accomplishments at those top levels was just a, a little bit better but if somebody came up to me and were, was like well how can you put mango above above amsa amsa has incredible head-to-heads so i'd be like yeah you know you're you're right <laughs> i think i think you would <laughs> amazing
0: that, that would that would be your first inclination to say like you're right I, i'd be freaked out if someone said that <laughs> Is, it, is that like Genesis, or is this just on the street? <laughs> uh, yeah, on the,
1: on the street, you know. I'm going to doing groceries. Someone stops me in the, the middle of aisle 13 or whatever.
0: <laughs> they the, Yeah, they, they push over a, can, a bunch of cans so you can't walk past it. <laughs> they got you cornered. Now yeah, let's, I, let's talk I about... Fixed-
1: I have to explain to them it's not my fault. I'm one of 20 people, or whatever. Yeah, 29, 29, yeah, 29. Is where, could
0: be 30. Yeah. if Zamu did a ballot, but I'm did.
2: convinced I would put Mango at two.
0: You know what, Zamu? You were not the only top player that we asked who said yes and then did not do one. So I, just
2: I I said like at Ludwig at Big House maybe to Practical Tasks, who no longer was the person to tell that I would p- quite possibly not be doing it.
0: I was the right person at the time, and then <laughs> look where we are. In
1: the world, <laughs> the world, <inside> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh,
0: No, yeah, I, I actually, you know, Edwin, I think that we have very similar thoughts on this. Maybe we spend too much time together, um, yeah, and we'll just start to, to start looking like each other, like we're like dogs or something, like a dog and its owner. Um, I guess we don't need to go into <laughs> who's the dog in that scenario. <laughs> if you, if dog, yeah, if <laughs> like this. <laughs> an owner and dogs don't they start to look okay whatever i don't need to get into this um i also had mango number two and this was razor thin margins um uh you know i i think that there's been some really tight races in terms of like individual spots in the top 10 uh in in the history of me doing ballots i know uh, i'm probably one of the only people in 2017 who says that like armada maybe should have been number one but no need to get into that um I, I had it so close. And you're right. Omset has amazing head to heads. Um, you know, he's got he beats Mango 4 to 1. He's uh positive on Zane 3 to 2. Positive on Hbox 4 to 3. He's got um you know 3 and 1 on Lef and 5 and 2 on JMook. But I I just like think that when it comes to Mango, I think they've got very similar uh set records, you know. Amsa defeats Mango. Uh, Mango whoops Cody. Cody whoops Amsa. So there's this like tri- triumvirate type thing going on there where everyone beats up everyone else. Um, Mango's five and five with HBox, which is not that different to me than four and three. Uh, you know, it's, Everyone's got like these these like similar records in a way where like Amsa didn't beat Plup. Mango beat Plup, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so I, I it did come down to me like what did the majors mean? Uh, And maybe this is this type of nebulous thing that people don't really love. I know I've read enough Reddit comments where they're like, it it doesn't matter if you win. (laughs) It should only be head-to-heads. Oh, it doesn't matter what your head-to-heads are. It only matters if you win. But when it comes down to it, it's the Mango Magic. And at Summit 14, one of the most important events of the year, he won, and like uh, Edwin said, in pretty dominating fashion. And I know that this doesn't matter, but when we were not very confident that the world would continue spinning, uh, and and we were acting like main stage might be our last tournament, uh, he he won in oh, again pretty pretty dominating fashion. Uh, and yeah, overall, I just think that the events that he won were big. I think he showed up to the big ones. I think Big House is bigger than any of them. But if you're if you're using AMSA's... Uh, victories as a way to say that he's number one. I have to worry a little bit about like what an offseason victory means. I don't think Apex was as huge as like a main stage or a SmashCon uh, and Skupper on had a lot of good players but it does seem to me just not on the level necessarily of some other majors that we've seen and I know that some people well I mean maybe this hurts it. Mango wasn't treating it like that so I hate to say like oh Amsa can't be number two because Mango didn't take a scuff roll tour seriously but yeah when it came down to it this was one of the closest races that i think we've seen in the in the top five in forever um and i just want to end that discussion by saying i looked into it never before have we had a number four player who was as good as ivw like i looked into every single number four person i looked at their results uh, against the top five and uh I forget where I did this. (laughs) It's in a Google sheet somewhere. But I will say, like, the best record was, you know, like PPMD or whatever had, like, a 40-some percent win rate against uh, Cody has a positive win rate against the top five, I I believe. Um, And yeah, he like, it's, I can't talk about who's number two and number three in the world without talking about how good number four is. Uh, And that's nothing to say that Hbox are, you know, I think a lot of people were talking about him as number 5. Uh like <laughs> the guy won majors. It's a crazy year. God.
1: That I can't might be the best player in the world by the end I of can't believe <laughs> that we
0: had so many people care about the game when every grand finals was Armada Hbox and now people are like, "Oh, we might be dying." <laughs> so good. Melee's so good. Uh you literally can't it's so hard to predict who wins uh which we are going to do (laughs) in a little bit but before we get to that uh let's let's talk about genesis 9. so genesis is coming up it is uh second year back in san jose and it's basically like the first year that it's it's got to like gel back into the schedule as a normal major instead of what was like really a grand comeback for a lot of people and the, it's just so crazy. The the differences that a year makes um, Jmook was what? 40, 24th seed or something like that. So, uh, and now he is possibly going to win it. Uh, we've we've just got so many people here. The uh, The only thing is that we, we're missing Slug and we're missing Lod. Other than that, we've got almost every single person here other than Zamu, Zamu. I don't want this to feel bad. I... <laughs> We, we had you on because we, we you know you just got ranked we think that you're very fun uh i i don't want to talk about like the really cool party that we're about to go to <laughs> while you're sitting in your room but oh, but what do you oh that you was not going to? to genesis
1: oh man i i i started the show saying that we'd be seeing each oh yeah i was man. just sitting
2: here like no
1: oh okay uh yeah, it's very fun to watch players. events mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry Zamu. i'm
2: excited to watch the party from afar
1: Ooh. uh it's cardboard okay cutout you, zamu. i'll keep you in the corner of the, the hotel room i wake up i'll be like hi zamu and then I'm and then i'll move my hand to the cardboard i'll like move a little <laughs> bit and i'll be like hello edwin
0: yeah you'll do it at 6 a.m in the morning to wake everyone else up <laughs> god i remember at main stage you woke up so early and like kept talking to me and it was very obvious that i was asleep <laughs> you like continued conversation so some things aren't obvious to me
1: <laughs> what can i say I'll, I'll, uh,
0: I'll pay more attention okay well we'll see we'll see this here we might be in separate rooms though who knows um but yes, Genesis Nine is coming up. Zamu, what uh, what do you think about Genesis Nine? Just like uh, seeing what is going on here. And once again, <laughs> I don't want you to feel bad about talking about the party that you're not going to. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the event? Um, every single person
2: seated to make top sixty four is top one hundred, and that's really cool. I don't maybe that's happened before, but that's really cool. Um this event you have got
0: top 100 people who are outside of the top 64 seats
2: yeah um and that's that's pretty wild um do you know who
0: do you know who they are do we have do we have a seating list uh i know that it had to change recently um but there was uh i believe that i think that nut is not in the top 64 uh abe i don't believe is in the top 60 click logos and eggy um yeah i mean it, mm-hmm. it is like players in the 90s but still the fact that we have so many top 100 players going and not only that but we have players who are top 100 level uh like shroomed is going that's super cool uh i'm sure i could pick out so many more if I, if oh I shroomed is is seated to make top 64 and he, he's not ranked is he no <laughs> ah interesting we'll see he he tends to uh Fuck shit up when when people don't expect it. So we'll yeah. see if that we'll see where people are on the shroomed radar. Uh, yeah, no, that's one of the super cool things about the event. It's it's not only is it is it stacked in terms of overall entrance. You know, it's at like uh twelve fifty or something like that. Wow. Um, uh, but the people who are going are so fucking good. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I haven't looked too much at the brackets um since I well, I don't know if I would have looked that much if I were going, but I'll say that's why I'm not I haven't. So, I've quickly in my quick first first happened to I the round two pool that I just happened to roll, a fun Ben versus Just Joe match. Um and that's one of the ones that Just Joe has won before last mm-hmm. year. Um and I would love to see a Just Joe um i'd love to see ben do well but just joe i would love to see do really well at this event that's Um, the issue
0: isn't it zamu yeah you get into the game and suddenly you make all these friends and you want to see everyone do well yeah yeah it's we got to make more enemies
2: (laughs) yeah it's i basically i just end up having to pick the fox because it's it's too hard otherwise
0: (laughs) what if they both play fox
2: yeah then i pick the one from the midwest
0: Well, if they're both from the Midwest, (laughs) sorry. Then I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) We have to find the exact, like, uh, algorithm to who you choose. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then it depends what color fox they play. (laughs) Yeah, I just like, I like people who are uh, 5'10 more than, like, people who are (laughs) (laughs) 5'8. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, there's, like, I feel like this event is not going to be crazy other than like really other than everything like, like if everything went as like seated and everything, it would still be crazy. But I think that it's going to be, I don't feel, I don't know why I don't, don't feel like we're going to see particularly crazy upsets. Like the pure number of people there, we're going to see some upsets. Like, like there's just, it's like, it would be more unlikely for us to not see any upsets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't admittedly I haven't seen like any particular player matchups where I'm like oh this is really one to look out for Um, but I just feel like this is kind of where it feels like everyone is so close but it also feels like everyone is so correctly ordered
0: (laughs) so it's very nice to the cedars but you know what Zama you know what I love about this is that I feel like in the game of podcasts is that we we tend to hype stuff up or maybe there isn't necessarily hype. And then you go like, oh yeah, it's actually Lost Tech City is really interesting. And then it's like, no, how many tournaments can really be that interesting? So I like what you're doing here. It's, the, it's, it's anti-meta in a way where you're actually saying the biggest tournament of the year is actually going to go according to plan. Nothing's going to be interesting. I, I like that. I don't know if I buy it, but I like it. <laughs> Adam, what do you think what do you think on this claim that nothing interesting is going to happen at genesis
1: yeah i don't uh i think that's a that's certainly a perspective i think it's a i think it's a refreshing one <laughs> yeah everything will everything will turn out to plan i think uh amsa will win this tournament and uh all the seeds will place to their uh or everyone will place their seeds and we'll all clap our hands very quickly and go home yeah that's certainly a very uh you know, I don't want to say it's a boring prediction, but it's a very pleasant one, <laughs> I, I have to say. So, yeah, I, I think that's certainly a perspective. But I, I, one thing one thing I would mention is I think like tournaments like these, like especially when you're starting a new ranking season, sometimes they're very difficult to digest in the moment, right? It's maybe like a few months later, we look back at a result and we, we see it as like the start of something, right? So I'll give a random example of a player who I'm, I'm very excited to see at this tournament, but also kind of scared for. I think Dawson is a sleeper hit at this tournament. I think if Dawson can get by, um, if Dawson can get by Cactar to make top 64 and losers, I think he's got a pretty doable path just w- within the bracket that's seeded right now. So I think right now, I just briefly looked at it a bit ago, but he has like, kalamazoo into jflex into like spark or something mm-hmm. uh jflex and spark you know those are both both sheep players and jflex and dawson i know like have gone back and forth a lot in the, in the past and everything i think kalamazoo is just kind of a tough matchup for the peach against puff uh kalamazoo also by the way has an unfortunate history against puff in particular at genesis at one of the old genesis i think it was Leighton and smash bob Squarepants that beat him for like 97th place or something so you know maybe history repeats itself a year after Kalamazoo got top eight at Genesis maybe it doesn't who knows but I think Dawson's certainly someone to look out for at this tournament he's been doing a lot better lately at at bigger events he tends to kind of bring his a game to to bigger events a lot like at at a pretty big high frequency last year at Genesis I know he and Amza had a very tight uh set where Dawson like I think he missed a rest or something that would have sent him up two one against Damsa or something ridiculous like that. And he ended up losing three one. But in general, he's kind of a like he he punches above his perceived weight class a lot. So just looking at the top sixty four bracket and seeing his way there, I think he's got a pretty good shot at uh, having a really big performance here. I am not gonna front though, Kaktar for sixty fifth is horrifying for, for a projected opponent. But we'll we'll see if he can do it.
0: I would have loved to have made a bold prediction on Polish. Because I'm buying. I've been buying. Uh, I know that people sold. But I think that was the perfect time for me to buy in more Polish stock. I, I truly think that they are... You know, they're they're just like, they get it. They get Melee. <laughs> and, and sometimes that means that they lose to Grab, but that's part of the whole Melee thing. Um, and Their original path was SDJ into Moki into H-Box, which might sound a little scary if you think, you know, oh well, it's Puff versus Peach, but you would forget about Bluey, Polish's um, Cracked Fox. But unfortunately, Polish spends like 36 hours at every uh, three-day major. So they're like landing while that pool was to be played. So unfortunately, that very... Cool prediction that I would make uh, is no longer scheduled to happen, so I will probably just settle for a prediction that I think a lot of people are making. Uh, but I'm going to do it the opposite way. I think that J. Mook is going to destroy Palpa. It's going to be a heartbreaker. I've seen a lot of people say, "Hey, look at Palpa J. Mook." I'm just saying, I think that man has been destroyed the H. too many times. And and you know what? If he loses, I think that's good. I think it's like we t- we talked about it last week. How Jemuk needs his Joker moment to just go fox, <laughs> and uh, it, nothing nothing says Joker moment more than losing to Palpa when you're top uh, top you know what like seven in the world. Uh, no no offense to Palpa, just just saying that how it is. Uh, other than that. If, if Wally has a reason to play, because we've seen Wally who really cares and we've seen Wally who doesn't really care. Um, I do like Sunsay for Wally. I think that that is a not bad matchup. Wally's very good versus Fox. Wins on Skrzo and Zappi last year. Sunsay has a loss to Ara last year. So we could see it. I think I just have to like go over to Wally and say like, Ryan, win this one for me. Like I'll give him motivation <laughs> that like his friend would be really happy. One, and that might be the the difference maker there in the upset. I have before soon that that's what I want to know. Logos. Now, see the thing with 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 Wally is that like okay. if he's on, he does it all, and if he's off, he doesn't even make it to soon Yeah,
1: that's so, uh, like the, the moment you said logos. I was like, oh no, Uh-oh. no, no, no. But <laughs> the thing is, if, he,
0: if if Wally beats Logos, then Wally's primed yeah. to do well versus soon So like. there's no it's all or nothing there so yeah the wally that loses to logos we're like oh we don't have to worry that wally loses to uh you know freeze us or something and (laughs) losers like i'm not worried about that wally i'm trying to will that wally out of existence and and create the wally that beats sunset
1: yeah wally wally's very funny like that i think he and ben are kind of weirdly similar in that in that way where it's like you give them certain opponents in the top level or you give them certain shots and they you know their heads are in the game they they can beat anyone in that group and really look like look unstoppable and then just kind of if the day's off they don't feel like playing uh it's like they're playing someone who's ranked in their region it like a falcon or something it's suddenly horrifying right i feel like wally and ben are both just insanely volatile players that way
0: all right, Zamu, give it to me straight. Geo versus Plup, what happens? Plup is going to win,
2: probably. <laughs> Plup, you could have said anyone versus Plup, and I, and which is kind of crazy. Plup is not seeded to make top eight at this event. Um, Plup's yeah. got a
1: good path for him if, if everything uh, goes goes to order. Yeah, he can make it past Null.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that that one is gonna go to Plup. I think, honestly, I think Plup makes winner's side top eight. So a big upset does happen then. No, I just don't think these are it big upsets. It just won't be interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it won't be, <laughs> it won't be interesting to see Plup, who hasn't won a major since, uh, and no, CEO doesn't count, hasn't won a major since Smash World Tour Championships, and to Zamu, it just won't be interesting to see him potentially on the verge of doing it on it'll be
2: interesting, it just won't be surprising right I don't know i you can yeah, i feel yeah. like the thing is is Plup doing well is like never surprising, but then Plup not doing well is also never surprising mm-hmm. but not not doing well for Plup is like getting ninth at this or something um but i feel like I feel like Plup will would beat Axe and Amsa
0: yeah it's it's tough to say I think he's got. Uh, he's got the Mango, the Big House 9 bracket where it's like he is not seated well, but he is seated pretty perfectly for what he like what he would want. Right. Um, so he's the ninth seed here. He's got Axe, which is a matchup that I don't believe they played recently, but I mean, it's Pikachu versus Sheik. And I know that Axe has really done well versus some Sheiks, but Plup has not really been one of them. Uh, and then he's got Amsa, which if you need any, <laughs> if you need anything to tell you that that might be good for Plop, there are uh, 27 games that you can watch that I'm on the, on the Gallant Melee stream that uh, that may show you that, that Plop is pretty good at that. Um, yeah, no, I think he's definitely a very good pick to, for a person who can make it far. It's Plop's like, you know it, it's on him now the onus is on him to prove whether or not that he can win the entire thing because i feel like last year i don't know i talked about this last year like the the whole thing was that it's like oh Ploppa is actually like you're no one's really giving him the credit he's actually really really good he made top two at every single term he went to except for genesis and then it was like yeah he, he made top two at every single term he went to except for genesis summit and then it's just like yeah, it's oh it's, and scuffed for World Tour, like you, they just had to keep adding it on, um, to the point where it became like, well, he made grand finals at half the tournaments he went to and didn't make grand finals at the other half. So what does that even mean? Um, I, yeah, I, I I would be really interested to see if Plup can pull off the entire thing because it's one of the big question marks for him is if he's able to pull it all together because we've had question marks about him in the past like can he beat zane and we got the answer to that uh you know can he beat uh hbox well we got the answer to that like he's had these individual things that that like you look at the records and he can just lose a bunch in a row um, and he's proved that that doesn't mean that he can't win in any given set but what he hasn't really proven recently is the ability to string that all together into something that actually manifests in a turn of victory so I, I guess it's time that we, we kind of shift focus onto uh, who we think is going to be someone who can win this event. And I know we, we've we allotted a little more time for this than we do for normal events, but the fact of the matter is that we're talking about a nine seed and talking about how they might be able to win. So I'm sure we're going to have a, a bigger pool of people who can win this event than uh, than most events that we talk about. So, Zamu, I guess the question I have for you is, you think Plup is going to make it far. How far do you think that he, like, realistically can make it? Um, I think
2: that it seems pretty likely for him to lose in winter semis, um, mm-hmm. playing either IBDW or HBox um, or Moki. And I think all those are – Plup can could could beat any of them, but I feel like I, those are the first ones where I don't feel like like he's favored. But I feel like he's favored versus Ax or Amsa. Um, and then in losers' quarters, um, he would have to fight Leffen or Jmook, probably. Um, and I don't know how those will go, so I think we could likely see a a plup fifth or, or third finish mm-hmm. um, but he totally could win but I don't think he will
0: yeah I feel like that's kind of the thing with plup is that a lot of times these set victories that we see are really great um, but they happen in tournaments where he doesn't necessarily win them uh, well if that's the case then who who's your pick to win Genesis 9 um, I know there's we we've got Amsa. He's the number one seed for one of the first times at, the, at a big tournament like this. Uh, I don't
2: think he's gonna win. Hmm. Because of plup. Because of plup.
0: Definitely a tough path. What about? So we've got like Zane. We've got Mango. I mean, I, I can keep listing mean, them. I could basically, see so, basically I, everyone's here. Yeah. I, you, sorry.
2: <laughs> I cannot win Genesis, and that one mm. I'm certain of. Um, I think, I really think a Mango victory is very reasonable. We have, like, I feel like Leffen is going to beat Kadoran and Zane, maybe, if that's a thing. Or or we see Polish beat Kadoran and Leffen. Um, but (laughs) that one would be cool.
0: But that wouldn't be interesting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Be reasonable here. Polish beating anyone is too unsurprising. Um, I think, I don't know. I think that Mango, if I had to pick one person, I think it's Mango. Why is that? Bracket looks good. He, he's not, so the potential number two player in the world we're talking about. And the number one player in the world is going to lose to Leffen's Sheik. (laughs) And Amsa, the number one seed is going to lose to Plup. Um, I feel like, I feel like Mango's just like has a, nothing is like, I don't look at any of it and I'm just like, ah, Mango's not going to win. Um, and sometimes it feels that way. It's, Though Jmook could definitely just beat j has a ver has a Fox bracket. And I like that for players like Jmook or like Zayn or someone where it's like it's hard to be dialed in versus Fox. Um but J Mook seems to always be dialed in versus Fox. And so so I could see Jmook just beating Mango in winners' quarters. Um and if that happens, then I don't think Mango will win. But I feel like, I feel like Mango will, will do it. Just feels right.
0: And you know what? It, it tends to be if there's any player that it feels right, it tends to be Mango to be the one, right? Uh, I know that when we had our episode, which hey, you can listen to. That's an evergreen episode where we where we talked with Toph and Blur. We talked about the top 100 all time, and it tended to just be like Mango just felt right. And then I was the nerd who was like, "Yeah, but Armaia actually has a you know higher turn rate." No, no, no. It's actually cool that our that
1: Mango. The argument like, was a little better than that, but 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 yeah, I, I, I'm following what you're saying on Mango <laughs> being a being a safe choice that no one will no one will like aggressively question.
0: Well, no, it's just that Mango embodies uh, melee in a way that I I think that other people don't necessarily, and that's not even a fault to them. It's just that like if you have a feeling that Mango's gonna win, like that's not a bad feeling because he tends to win the ones that like feel really important. Like he just does that. Um, so that's definitely not a bad pick at all.
2: I think that IBDW is likely to so IBDW is on like the opposite side of bracket, but mm-hmm. I could see like a mango IBDW winners finals and that bodes well for
0: Mango as well. He's definitely got a lot of good player matchups right now. Uh, And when you talk about one of his worst ones, which is probably Amsa, we've already mentioned that Amsa might not make it to a spot where he's even going to play Mango, right? That'd be winner's finals where they would meet in, in, uh, if they're in winner's bracket and uh, that not necessarily be the easiest bracket for Amsa. So yeah, I guess Mango, I think is a choice that I really like, and there's probably no choices here that I dislike, um, just because there's so many good people here uh, and we're, we're all at a point where they tend to be performing pretty well and uh, as much as I would love to say that this is the time where Leffen breaks out and he wins Genesis and we all say he's the number one player in the world uh, and then Street Fighter 6 gets released and then we never see him again uh, I'm not sure if uh, like I'm not sure if I want to put my chips on Leffen which uh, if you are a person who watches Waiting for Game might be a little crazy. But hear me out. Uh, we've got so many players here, and they can all win, right? We look at the top nine seeds. Um, you know, maybe Axe even has a ability to do it. But the uh, the top seven and Plup, I feel like all have such great uh, paths where you have to look at not, like, even their good matchups because they all tend to have, like, pretty decent matchups. But are they avoiding the ups? matchups? Uh, and Amsa is definitely not. Right. Oms is not avoiding his bad matchup, which is plop uh, unless Axe makes the upset beforehand. And uh, you know, is H box avoiding the bad matchup? Per- no, not really. <laughs> He's probably going to play Cody. Um, Zane, you mentioned Zane, you know, Zane Leffen, I, I do think is a bit of a toss up. Um, I-, I know that they haven't really played in a little bit in tournament. I think the last one was uh, Ludwig's event. And that was pretty back and forth set that Zane ended up taking. So I would be, I would say that that's not a great, you know, path for Zane, Not a horrible one, um, but when I look at it, I just every single thing comes back to me looking at someone who they they get into top eight by um, playing by playing H box. Someone who they have beat a lot. They then would play amsa or axe or plop some all three people who they beat a lot and then they get to winners finals and then that's yeah that is when you start looking at your leffins and Mangos and zanes um and when i think of cody i i think that this could be the the he's won majors but i think this could be the biggest win of his career because I, I look at his bracket even as the i think he's the five seed here even as the five seed it's just the path that makes most sense to me and i mean if he gets zayn we've seen him do really well versus zayn i'm not gonna talk about uh redemption rumble i don't even count that regardless of that like ass whooping he has still been really good versus zayn and i just I think that he, if he is on a level where he is playing consistently, that is scary for everyone else. Um, and I want to see that from him because 2022 was not a year that was really in his favor. And it might not really feel that way. If you just look purely at results, which is a Testament to him, right? The fact that he went through so much personal turmoil, um, he went through like, you know, physical pain. He couldn't play uh melee because of hand issues for, for like months at a time. Um, the fact that he went through all of this and we look at his year and he is positive on so many people and dominant on, you know, HBox and OMSA and people who we think are really, really good. is just a testament to what I believe Cody can do in a year where he is unshackled. Um, and I know that he's, you know, what, what has he got on his mind right now? He's going to buy a house. He's probably going to get a dog. <laughs> like, like if that is what is weighing on Cody's mind, that is a way different than what has been weighing on his mind for the past year so i think that that he is a not only a good pick to win genesis he's a good pick to take the whole year by storm so i i'm picking cody and i think genesis is going to be the start of his dominant 2023 edwin budding what do you think
1: i think it is so difficult to argue against cody this is someone who we've seen with you know Dominant or positive head-to-heads on basically everybody that you need to defeat to win a major, except like Mango and Moki, right? Two notoriously volatile players, right? So when it comes to predicting a super major winner, especially at an event like Genesis, I think Cody is logically uh, one of the strongest choices that you could make. Just in terms of if you were to build a bracket path for every potential champion i think cody has the most amount of paths where without having to run into an obstacle right and I, so i think it's i'd say so... he has the most number of paths
0: sure because i use number when talking about something that could be quantified by number amount oh, right. when something that's quantified oh, okay. by oh, well, sorry, sorry
1: go on and i and i just i think it makes so much sense but for some reason for the vibes are reason, off. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, for some reason, it's not Cody Schwab's face. I see, you know, at holding the Genesis Trophy or holding his fist. It's Juan Debyesma. Holding his fist. holding his fist up in the air or whatever. It's it's Hungry Box. I just, for some reason, and I and I don't know why, because this is someone who I've doubted for a long time. This is someone who's told me to his face that he reads my columns and read him to motivate himself. <laughs> I'm not joking. He told me this in, in person and I just said, that's sick, man. Anyway, Anyways, I, I know it doesn't make any sense because defeating Zayn is very difficult for him. Defeating Amsa is very difficult, although he seems to be turning that around. Defeating Cody is very is certainly very difficult, if not his toughest opponent. I think Mango and him will always go back and forth. But he has a path. He has a reliable opponent that he can beat beat a lot, as of, as of right now. Even if it appears very close. I think he is the heavy favorite against JMO. Maybe it's not eleven to one bad, but he is the, the definitive favorite. I think he's very consistent against the field. He it's he's not indestructible. He drops sets here and there, but he attends so much to where I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt if he plays someone like Moki or Spark in Bracket right so i think he'll 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 reliably make it to winners quarters and and i'll say this i know he's seated to play IBW, but i got to say hungrybox has a tendency of like when he looks really down and out against someone and they're kind of thinking beyond hungrybox he has this very strange tendency to appear like haha like you can't you can't take a win over me for granted like i'm going to beat you and it's like, oh, Hungrybox beat IBW or Hungrybox beat Zane. Can you believe it? Well, I can believe it because I've seen him do it so many times. <laughs> so it, it, this is a pure gut call. It's a pure gut call. I, I think people are sleeping on the H-God. I think I think his uh, head-to-head against j is not adequately respected enough for his chances of winning a Super Major. I think he's underrated against the field. And I think his top-level head-to-heads, while a lot of them are unambiguously negative. He tends to kind of like, like historically speaking, he tends to kind of like surprise people randomly, like a, like an agent of chaos, if not like turning the corner on them. So uh, for whatever reason, just in my heart, I, I feel like that's going to happen at Genesis. I feel like, I feel like Hungrybox is going to like beat Cody three, two or something. He's going to like kick his shoe into the crowd or whatever. It's going to, it's going to fall on my lap or, or something. He's going to beat Plup. He's going to or... pull you up and start punching you, and everyone's going to start yeah, for, cheering. Yeah, for some reason, right? Yeah, he's going to like
0: put the Monday morning Marth on the screen behind him. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Never <laughs> tell me again! Like... <laughs> everyone's just going to say, like, kill him! Kill
0: him!
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll just be full, full cult leader status. And then... Uh... Yeah, for, for some reason, Mech is coming on stage to give him a high five. <laughs> Mech comes
0: out and gives him, like, the ceremonial sword to chop your head off. Yeah, for, for some
1: reason. Yeah, so I, I just feel like he's going to beat IVW or beat whoever upsets IW. I feel like he's going to beat Plup or Axe the round after that. And then he's just going to beat, like, Mango and J-Mook or something in win. way. And I don't know why. That's just it's just the, the vibes. The vibes are all pointing to an H-Box victory. I, I can't explain it and i know this this is like this might be actually the most nonsense pick i've ever made but i just i just feel it very strongly zamu am, am i smoking crack here am i does any of what yeah what's he
0: smoking like uh the level of weed crack uh spliff i think we we had at one point what's what's he, what is edwin He's smoking sm- right
2: now smoking on some something crazy <laughs> it's i don't know i think it's just too hard to to be like hbox is gonna just simply beat ibdw, IBDW and then also everyone else it's i, I like, will it,
0: say that is kind of how he operates yeah <laughs> it's reasonable because it's, it's hbox and i feel like
2: hbox i so i feel like he's h-box so randomly would love to scary That's one again the thing. yeah I feel like that's
0: that's a dangerous thing for HBOX to want. The thing is, like he's always been pretty easy to tell when he would be able to win before the pandemic. Um, if he wasn't seated first, he tended to win those. <laughs> and when he was seated first, he also did pretty well at those events. Um, like it was kind of easy to tell when he was going to be able to do well because he was doing it so often. Uh, and then we enter the the post pandemic LAN, And 2021's, you know, pretty easy to tell how he's going to do it because he's not going to really win stuff. Like, right, he got third at Riptide, which we thought was good, Um, like a good showing from him. But he also lost to Polish twice. Like, there's, there's these really confusing things about him. But with 2022, he really showed that Edwin, as you said, he is kind of an agent of chaos because there's not really a rhyme or reason as to when he wins. Like, if you look at, um, at, like, his his win at at, uh, Gamal, there's nothing that really led up to that, that, like, he's back, or, like, he was, like, you know, had a chip on his shoulder, and he was showing everyone wrong. He just kind of, like, won. Like, he got up there, and he, like, he beat the people, he won, and I know this might be, like, a reductive way of talking about it, but it just tended to be how I viewed uh, his, like, actual victories over people who who beat him a lot, is that, like, there's nothing that really makes me think that, um, like anything up to that point has any bearing on what happened. Like, yeah, uh, exactly.
1: It's like, oh, uh, IVW beat him like, like three times in a row and, and HBox beat him once. Yeah. That does not change my opinion on that. Like long-term trend, not
0: but also it's like, I don't think that anything that happened beforehand actually led like, I don't know, like his win. He beat Zane at, um, like smash con. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened before SmashCon that would have led to that? Like nothing really. Like he wasn't like getting really good, beating a lot of Marths. Like I think right before that, didn't he lose to uh, yeah, lose and Like there's just no real rhyme or reason as to how he would do. Um. So we'll see if if the Genesis, like the magic that surrounds Genesis, will allow the chaos to uh, operate on such a level. But I have a feeling that Edwin, he's going to look to his biggest detractor to find the monday morning marth column to find the waiting for game episode to find the twitter the tweets the tweet the tweet thread that says that he's gonna lose and he's gonna find you saying that he should win and he is not going to have the his doubter he's not gonna the haters the haters have changed they like only
1: powered by the haters he's (laughs) only powered
0: by the haters and guess what his haters love him so what is he gonna do? He's not gonna win. You say so I I understand your your meta point here by picking H box, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. We've got two big vibes picks, and then uh, I agree with your IBDW pick a lot. It's but... no vibes though. That's the only thing is it's devoid of vibes. Yeah, but it you're it, you're right. It looks really good. True, true. Well, come on, Cody. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Uh, if it makes me look good in front of zelma then i want it to happen but yeah genesis nine coming up this weekend uh it's going to be it's going to be big and uh here's the thing i i i said that ibw's uh win there i think is going to cap off or it's going to start um an entire trend in 2023 i'm not that confident on that because next manger is collision coming up i think that anyone can win that next major after that who knows i think like i'm not confident that any one person will really run 2023 just because of all these people that we've been seeing so i i cannot wait to see what 23 23 has in store for us but before then i i cannot wait to see what genesis 9 has in store for us so here is to that and yeah we've got our picks IBW, mango and hbox and and we probably should have invited like five more people on so we could get all the picks (laughs) because it feels so wrong that none of us are saying zane none of us are saying amsa honestly i could have made a i could have done my normal thing make a play for leffen he's got zane in his path not bad but at the end of the day there's only so many people you can pick so i cannot wait to see how that goes um man i think
1: we're running near the end of the show already edwin I, yeah, I guess we just ran a pretty tight ship. I guess uh, let me let me ask one uh, let me ask one fun question, okay? Fun. Why did I say fun? Well, it's just say they're all fun. Moderately interesting. We'll, we'll define who if is, it's fun or not. Who is the lowest seed at this event that can win? Like that yeah, first that's bit. kind of
0: fun. All right, Zamu. Let's figure this out. Uh, I've said before that I think that. Uh, I would not count out Moki Moki. at any given tournament. I think that the ability that he has to win in Fox Dittos and possibly versus Hbox, even though we really haven't seen it on LAN, and, you know, versus Sheik and stuff like that, uh, I think that's pretty good for him. So I think that Moki's not a bad pick. Can you go lower than Moki, Zamu? Um...
2: I would love to say like soon say mm. or even S FOP, but I don't think they can win. I don't think either of those players will win. And you think Aklo can win? Aklo is seated higher than Moki.
0: Yeah, but it's just a different question.
2: Um, less. <laughs> I think that Moki has a better chance of winning.
0: Okay.
2: I think Moki has like Moki has that has like um the kind of like. Burst power of a top 10 player mm-hmm. more without being a top 10 player, while Aklo has less of that.
0: Do you think Crudo can win?
2: I think Crudo could make top eight based on his loser's bracket at the very least. Um,
1: how about Magi? <laughs> Man, we're
0: really, we're really causing you to burn some bridges here. I don't think you're don't. right, Edwin. This question wasn't fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Moki
2: has got to be the lowest. Moki is seated below Magi, as well. But but like, I I think Moki has a better chance of winning than a lot of players seated above him.
1: I agree. But is Moki the is Moki the lowest you're willing to All right, polish? With it? I'll, polish. How about that? That's a good answer. I like
2: Polish. Yeah. What's... What about Pipsqueak?
1: Well, yeah, of course. Oh son. well, I'm never obviously. Would've... Yeah, <laughs> I would have never doubted yeah, Pipsqueak. I'm stupid. <laughs>
0: so. Pipsqueak had some pretty good sets with Omset Fate. Um, I would not be surprised to see him also do well. He's got Sunsay, which I know Sunsay beat him, but uh, I believe that his, you know, he does really well in the Fox Ditto. Um, so honestly,
2: Sunsay's winner's path or Pipsqueak's winner's path makes it feel more. I think if a crazy win occurred, it would have to be because they make winners top eight.
0: Yeah, I mean, so we talk about Omsa versus Plop, but Omsa versus say Omsa versus Pipsqueak, two Fox players who, you know, they haven't beaten him, but have brought him to game five. Had the That's experience playing sense. him now. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Pipsqueak obviously is someone who's done it pretty well, but if you're talking about say he well-versed in in yoshi i don't know if that's the egg money practice talking or whatever uh but yeah he could possibly do it maybe oms is not as zoned in uh maybe soon say hits up uh you know whoever whoever's uh he hits up nez for three hours beforehand who knows um yeah i could see that and then we that changes oms's bracket path or that changes um the Omsa Bracket Path to a Soon Say Pipsqueak one and Plup. He's dropped sets, right? We've seen that before. What do you got after that? You've got like Hbox, Cody. Hey, Cody, we've seen Cody drop some sets. Yeah, what is match! going to what be?
1: Does? Like, remember last year we had a winner's finals of none versus move right? Yeah. So, the, so that was the 11 seed versus the. <laughs> There's a DQ there. Maybe maybe there's a DQ here. You you never know. True. (laughs) But but, like, what what would eleven versus twenty two of this tournament be? Right, eleven versus twenty two is like Kadoran versus Meds. I
0: don't think weird.
1: yeah i don't think i don't think meds will get by mango but <laughs> that's it that'd be weird <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't... Cadorn? yeah sure maybe winterside winterside top meds hmm i'm <laughs> not even saying meds that meds couldn't mango. do it
0: i would just be like i'm i'm watching like top eight winterside and it's meds i'd be like this is kind of weird i i like it that's good it's great yeah it's, it's just not kind bad of it's, it's kind of random xd yeah no okay uh what did we say say I think is a good pick. Paisque of course. Um, Moki, God, yeah. I mean, is there any p- other than Fox players? Maybe uh, I'm not sure. The fact that Moki has a Moki's path in winners is
2: reasonable, and losers is reasonable. It's like I think we can. I think we can see a Moki top eight for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah well, I'm, I'm not, not saying top eight. Old Anyone old
1: can predict a top eight. We're predicting winnings. Amu. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's why Mango will win.
0: He's the True. lowest seated player that will win. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I cannot wait to see what happens, in Genesis Nine uh, and Zamu. If I uh, if I see myself on stream ever in the crowd or whatever, I'll be
1: sure to wave to you. Know oh, yeah. that that is specifically for you. I'll know. Uh, Edwin, can you promise to do the same? No, I'm not going to promise that at all. I'm probably going to be sitting and like talking to whoever's next to me. I won't be thinking about this. Schmoozing. I'm sorry, Zamu. <laughs>
0: I forget well zamu before we let you go we've got a few more things um we've got some questions which uh hey this time we didn't tell it to producer <laughs> so we, we might not have them on the screen uh, but we've got some pretty good questions for you from our patrons cool. now last week we forgot to ask our patrons for questions so whatever whatever questions they have today um better than they had last week because last week i didn't even give them a chance to ask <laughs> so um here let's see let's see what we have edwin i don't know if you saw anything there are a couple of good ones um well i know there's coffee so Co- uh... do you think the error of the five gods is over
2: Oh, why 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 can you ban people from patreon
1: <laughs> okay here, here's another spot. one from
0: here's the thing coffee has asked that for about a year straight and we have not given it and, and i figured if there is ever a time to give in it would be for you i and... respect his grind <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> you know
2: coffee yes here's, actually here, armada's going one. to genesis 9 so maybe no no <laughs>
1: Here's another See? one from the Genesis Nine attendee. This is from Joey Danowitz. Uh, what's harder, Fox versus Marth, or Sheik versus Fox?
2: If we are saying that, You're Sheik to me straight, there. if Sheik means J. Mook, then Fox versus Marth is harder. That matchup is like so hard for Fo- Fox versus Sheik feels harder than Fox versus Marth. Hmm. When I play versus J Mook.
0: Interesting.
2: Uh what about non J Mook? Um, then then Sheik versus Fox is really, really hard.
0: <laughs> so it helps to be J Mook. Yeah. All right, here we got one from Chopek. Zamu, what is your hair care routine? Um, use a lot of conditioner.
2: Use very little specifically use conditioner without silicone, use shampoo without sulfates. Um, there's a Reddit, it's like Reddit.com/slash R slash curly girl or something. <laughs> that I I posted on Twitter one time, I was like, uh, how do I take care of my hair? And I got a bunch of amazing responses. And that's kind of what I followed. Um, and then don't don't shower too much. How often do you wait? Shower or wash your hair? Um. Well. Well. Either. But. Okay. But. Don't what? Don't don't use shampoo very often. But also don't even necessarily like condition your hair too often.
0: It depends if yeah. you have curly hair or not. Also, like this is well, specifically so for curly hair. Edwin, I'm sorry. I mean, you've got hair as well. I assume you shampoo your hair every day, right, Edwin? Yeah yeah that's crazy see see that you guys um i i shampoo mine i used to do every two weeks and i thought that was too much i thought that was too like far apart i do like once a week uh and i'll i'll condition i'll wash my hair every like four days basically um oh shit wait genesis coming up i should have washed it tonight oh man Oh, no. i going to wake up early in the morning. Oh. Um, that's what I would do for my... But you're just saying that you don't shower... Showering, like, entirely, right? Without washing your hair? Just don't do it every day? Well, my my Am I, mean... I harping on this too much?
2: <laughs> okay, so if I am just going to be, like, a little gremlin in my house for a week, I might not shower more than twice or something. But if I'm going out and being, like, a real human... Then I'm showering regularly. Yeah, like okay. that's the important part.
1: It's a shower only twice a week if you're just staying home. Yeah, yeah well, a, who cares?
2: pretty regularly. It depends. It depends. It depends that's how well, I'm I feeling. Like shower
1: every day. I.
2: I, I you've got a wife. You've got a spouse. Yeah. If I'm, you have yeah. to impress them. If I'm yeah, being, true. if I, if I'm at a tournament, I'm showering every day usually. Not
1: even not when I lived alone, I showered every day. Because, mm. It's
0: wild. Do you like the? Uh, did you, do you sing in the shower, Edwin? That might be it. I
1: do
0: sing in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you might just like to sing in the shower. Maybe, like the um, warm water. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the warm water. Sometimes you wash your hair in warm water. Yeah, yeah. I I do. When I get
2: in the shower, I love being there. It's nice and warm and great. I also like. I do not get particularly gross, which is a nice thing. I don't like get nasty uh, unless it's been quite a while which is dangerous because then you gotta shower if you're gross you gotta you gotta you gotta
0: mm, but if um, you're never gross you're never gross then like i don't know well here let's let's end this question um you mentioned a couple things to avoid when you look for shampoo when you look for conditioner uh do you have any brands that you suggest for either um
2: I was using like Tresemme ch- ch- conditioner um and shampoo actually uh, for a while but right now I have just kind of been using whatever that
0: does not contain those products those cool. ingredients. Check it out maybe you too can have hair like uh like what it, what's the reddit called again? Curly girl. Curly girl. Okay, cool um and i think we've got one last one which i believe is a little bit of a doozy edwin
1: yeah this is actually a this is actually one that i i should have asked but someone else did i don't have their name in front of me right now but i could actually use the answer to this um what are it's some steps oh this is from ambi next wait what are some which is... <laughs> what are some steps you take to get the most out of vod review i generally think i have a good handle on oh, hold on let me do an ambi voice Oh question for Zamu. What are some steps you take dude. to get the most out of <laughs> Can poverty? I say dude first? I generally think, dude, <laughs> I have a good handle on it on a big picture level, but it still sometimes feels difficult for me to pull apart situations. I lost a favorable mix-up from situations where I lost lost a mix-up I erroneously think is favorable, dude. <laughs> I
0: don't
1: even know if that, that wasn't
0: really... There was one question in there feels like he added a lot (laughs) so
2: that's that's a kind of hard question it's first like you got to make sure that you didn't lose the situation because you just like missed execution that's not getting like that's not like interesting um if you are like noting you and that's kind of the big the easiest thing in vod review is like Oh, I'm just messing up in these situations, and then fix that. Um, The issue is when you're losing situations where, like, you thought it was a fine mix-up, but it's not. And in those cases, you kind of just have to like what I like to do, and I don't really know if this is—I mean, it is good. I don't know if it's that efficient. It's kind of just list out everything. What could you have done in the situation? What could the opponent have done in the situation? Line up all of the options against each other and see whether what happened made sense and what you should, what kind of options you should be skewing towards instead um, that will make you come out on top in those situations more often. Um, And then I think it's also best to kind of, I don't really do this very much truthfully take you should kind of be generally going into i think you can generally get more out of odd review if you were to watch the same game multiple times with different reasons for watching it and like you can do this by watching different games instead but if you go into a game being like okay let's like focus on punish game what what am i dropping um and that can be more like what am i looking for in neutral is it giving me the openings that i that will lead to big punishes or not. Um, Or it can be like, oh, I'm messing up my up throw up air follow ups. Um, But looking for specific stuff that you already kind of know beforehand. And sometimes if you play a session versus someone, you might kind of have some vague ideas of what you're messing up. And then it's like, okay, let's let's think about this and go into it. And then it's really, I, I, I like the, 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 like, when you're looking at a, a mix-up that you lost, was it a reasonable mix-up to be playing in the first place? And the way to kind of determine that is just really think about everything you could have possibly done, everything the opponent's character could have possibly done, and did what happened make sense? And if not, what would have made sense? And then you just have to be, you just have to trust yourself to be correct about that. And then you play again later versus the same character, and then you try the things that you thought make sense. And then if they're still not working, then you can think about why they didn't make sense,
0: and repeat. All right, Ambi, I hope you heard that, and you can continue your streak of getting top sixty four at Genesis. I hope that can continue. <laughs> um, well, Samu, we've got uh, we've got one last thing before we go. And uh, this is maybe a perfect opportunity for you. You're not going to be at Genesis, so you have the, the world ahead of you. Um, this is an unnamed segment known to the fans as uh, Touching Grass. This is where we talk about what's going on in our lives. I remember last time we had you on, you said that uh, you were saying God is good a lot. I haven't been saying uh, but... that as much. <laughs> <laughs> so before, before we get to either of you, I'll give you time to, to think about what's been going on in your lives outside of Smash that you want to share. Uh, and I'll go first. So I would love to say that I uh, got to have Raising Canes recently because they are not really in my area, but have branched out. Uh, but I went with my friend who had never had it before. and We were going to go have it. It was going to be great. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Day and it was closed. So good on Raising Canes for being closed on MLK Day. Uh, bad on them in that specific instance because I wanted chicken fingers. So I can't use that as my moment, but what I can use is mm-hmm uh is a much more tedious one uh my computer has been really slow recently and at a certain point uh i was like getting error messages where chrome was like you gotta move space like you gotta free up some space and i'm like uh ah, everyone says that right and, like of course you want with space like it, yeah get in line uh and then chrome stopped working uh and i looked at into it i <laughs> i had um 240 megabytes of free space on my c drive and i had 600 gigabytes on my d drive i was like what is happening here and i looked into it i'm not a computer guy by the way if you couldn't tell by this (laughs) i looked into it and my itunes was automatically downloading everything to C, uh which is really annoying because you can go into the preferences and set it to a specific location uh but then you exit out and it just sets it right back to where it started from uh, maybe there's a way to permanently do that i have googled really quickly and did not able to find a way that worked uh so basically what i've been doing is i've been taking all of the music that is on my computer um which is i can pull up the exact number uh it's like 180 gigs or something like that um i've been yeah one 185 gigabytes uh i have been moving that to an external hard drive, deleting it off of my C drive and re-uploading it to my D drive in a specific location. Um, so it's been very boring, but I, I don't know. It gives me a chance to archive stuff. You know, this thing that I've been putting off, I bought a two terabyte like uh, external thing to external storage just to, to have stuff. Uh, and I never used it. So it did give me a chance to, to use it, but yeah, basically it's me doing that, making sure the SSBM rank didn't uh, explode for the day, and then going back to doing that for the past like two days. So not very glamorous, but I would be lying if I said that anything else was going on in my life. Edwin Buddy, what about for you? Last time you said uh, the football season was over. Um, I know that some teams the football season isn't over for. I'm not sure if you watched any of the recent games, but, but what's been going on with you recently?
1: Uh, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of reality TV again. Uh, as I'm apparently prone to do. I finished The Traitors, the first season of it on Peacock. It's pretty good. Uh it's it's kind of similar to Survivor, but kinda combined with Werewolves. Is or Mafia? It's pretty interesting. Lately I've been a uh, have been watching a lot of Love Island. That's been interesting. I hadn't uh I hadn't seen it before and I was just looking for new trashy reality shows. So from what I can gather in the first few episodes I've watched, Love Island is basically a show where like you take kind of 10 single people five women five men but the but the show is forced to re- refer to them as girls and boys which like like they only refer to like the men as boys and only refer to the women as girls so it's like this very weirdly kind of infantilizing thing that going on there but basically they have to uh, pick each other every week to like date or whatever but throughout, like the weeks of the show or the episodes of the show, new people get added to the island, and you have to choose, And like they, they kind of have all these activities during the day. And at the end of each of these periods, they have to vote who they want to be with for the next period of time. But they, they proportion it so that like there's always, so that there's there's like one spot where if you're not matched up with someone, you get eliminated from the show. So it's not uh it's not as well structured as most reality TV, but it's pretty. Um, there's a lot of juicy drama and kind of ridiculous characters, so it's uh, it's fascinating.
0: Zamu, the last time he was on, the last time you were on, was his uh, touching grass moment reality TV show as well? No, I don't think so. Okay,
1: he's had was, a lot of them in the past.
2: Was it House of the Dragons or was that what?
1: I th- yeah, House of the Dragon is the the HBO show. I think, awesome. I
0: think you were watching that last time. I will say we had Jack Zilla on for a 50th episode because he's uh, the enemy of the show. So we had to prove that we, you know, are able to run for another 50 episodes by confronting our enemy. Um, And during this segment, he said, is this just the media that you've consumed recently? (laughs) uh, Really made me think that most of the time we have, we talk about this. It's just, I watched this recently. (laughs) Hey, I've been watching this TV show. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I don't know. always... Oh, he's going to be introspective about that. Um, what about you, Zama? What are you up to?
2: Yeah, I was just on a little vacation in Connecticut for um, – this is, like, one of the first times I've traveled not for Melee or not for family in, like, quite a while.
1: Um, Which part? Where would you go? Uh, I
2: was staying in, in Fairfield, I believe. Um, and I, I, I went to the nightclub, actually, oh, for yeah. – um, Two hours or something. Commentated a few sets. Hung out for a bit because um, we just spent the day in New York. Um, Do you, you have a slice of pizza there? I didn't. I not in New York. I did not. But apparently, New Haven, Connecticut. A beats. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, we went to a place called Modern A Beats, and it was really good. And so that that's my thing that I did. Um, that was not consuming media. But other than that, I've been <laughs> taking a it lot of walks media. and I've been <laughs> listening to an audiobook um, of book four of the Stormlight Archive, which is like a fantasy well, how book. How is
1: that? Do you like it?
2: I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Thanks. really sick books and each one is 50 hours and that's long. Um... And so it's like a lot. Leffen raid. Leffen oh. is raiding with a party of three hundred and seventy
0: four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, welcome all Leffen viewers. Uh yeah, well, this is like the book club segment of it, I guess. <laughs> what do you do when you're when you're listening to an audiobook? Fifty hours. I feel like whenever when I listen to podcasts, I just like don't know what to do. Walk. I I've been Walk. walking like miles and so I
2: was trying to walk like 8,000 steps every day this year, you know, and that did not last once I went to Connecticut. Um, And I have not started again since coming back, but I, I should, I would like to, I've liked walking and I've really been enjoying listening to that book. And so because I was really trying to hit this step count and it eventually got to the point where I was, I was just walking inside of my house, just pacing. I was walking, I walked literally miles inside of my house multiple days just cuz i couldn't cuz exactly like you're saying like what do you do when you're listening to a podcast or an audiobook you can't just sit there and do it it doesn't work no. um so just like walking um walking and listening
0: very good nice <laughs> just walking around uh yeah i mean hey we'll, we'll we'll get you like an amazon job or something i'm sure you'll get like you'll get your 8000 before your uh, first break Uh, I remember you, you were at smash roll tour 2021 and you saw me running around that entire like weekend. I mean, there was a three day event. I got in on Thursday, Um, Thursday through Sunday. I thought I walked so much and I looked at it and it's, yeah, it's like over 20 K steps there or whatever. Uh, I looked at all of my steps and that was not the biggest span of four days in terms of steps. And I looked at what it was and it was just like four random days where I worked. Uh, I used to work retail and I just like, <laughs> I, I did like 22,000 steps a day for like four days or something like that. I was like, ah, it's, it's so insane how like if you're not trying uh, like how little you get. And then like, if you're someone who works at a job like that or something like that, how it just like piles up so easily. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing. Um, Streaming? It, nope. No. <laughs> you gotta get one of those little uh, bikes that go underneath your, your desk. I don't know. I've never used it. I can't attest to it, but I know that that is a thing that exists. It's like, that big. It's got, got pedals on it, you put it there and you just, <laughs> you just I like start pedaling yeah. away uh well yeah hopefully we'll see that on the next zamu stream and uh in terms of this though in terms of this time that we see zamu i think our time is done zamu you've been such a wonderful guest it's a shame that i'm not going to be able to see you at genesis but i'm sure our paths will cross again uh where can people find you if they want to see you possibly pedal on stream
2: um they can find me at twitch.tv slash zamu underscore ssbm i try to stream every day um and then twitter at zamu underscore ssbm and on tiktok you might i don't know we'll see if there's more uh, there's actually a combo video that just was released today tiktok.com slash at is it ssbm zamu maybe there's no at but it's ssbm zamu someday it'll probably be zamu ssbm um but yeah so those Brand are synergy. cool places
0: yep yep Uh, Speaking of brand synergy, I'm going to rattle off a few places to follow Melee Stats that are not synergized. Uh, If you want to watch the episodes live as they air, twitch.tv slash Melee Stats, you can go on over to our YouTube channel, Melee Stats. That's where we're going to have our long form content. And the Melee Stats archive is where we're going to have episodes of this. And Genesis is coming up. I have a tripod that I've been bringing to Majors to record some off stream stuff maybe i'll get some sets there um but th- those would be on that same channel if you uh want to head on over to twitter twitter.com slash melee stats pod we have a week uh, i mean we've got weekly stuff but we've got daily results reporting that you can find to keep you uh, track of what's going on in melee and uh, we've got links to what's going on in our weekly articles on melee stats.co like uh when's melee or monday morning marth which had a very fun edition this past week where we had a little bit of a round table blur dm me and saying he didn't know i had such beautiful pros uh but i also did mention blur so i don't know how much i can trust that <laughs> but you can check that out over on MeleeStats.co, meleestatsco uh melee slash shop if you want to get any of our merch i i know that the uh i'm packing my hat i'm not sure if i'm gonna see any other hats at genesis but if you want to get one for the next major, you can do so there. And if you just love everything that we do and you want to support us in any way, you can, patreon.com slash melee stats zamu. Thank you so much for being on. And uh yeah, hope to catch you at an event soon. But for now, I will just have to wave to the camera and hope that you're there watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks, to uh, Edwin, for you being on as well. And thank you for everyone watching. We will be back to talk about what happens at Genesis because I'm sure. Uh, opposed to what Zamu said, I'm sure that this will actually be an interesting event and that there'll be a lot to talk about. So we'll see you then. Peace. Bye, everyone.